if you ask general generally all sorts of Americans uh-huh. this question, should a person's race have any effect on their ability to get into college? Americans overwhelmingly say no. Right. But if you ask that if you ask those same people this question, should colleges work hard to make sure that the student body of a college is racially diverse? Student uh, Americans overwhelmingly say yes. Yes. The thing is those Yeah, how do you do that? It they're the exact same thing. Right. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, I got a topic to pull out of the hopper. Well, yank it out. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. Okay. Mercy. We'll be editing that. This is <laughs> this is a big one, actually. And <laughs> oh man! Okay, all right. Get it together. <laughs> all right. The Supreme Court just heard arguments on race-based affirmative action yes. in in uh, uh, universities and colleges, and uh, they're taking up. They've just taken up two cases. One uh, against Harvard University and the other against UNC Chapel Hill. They're actually separate cases, but they're extraordinarily similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for those of us who are not into the legal weeds on all this stuff. Um, both schools, and actually most colleges and universities, when they ha- uh, have admissions, they uh, lots of factors go into the admission process. Mm-hmm. And race is one of the factors. That's right. Yeah. And so the plaintiffs in these cases say that race being a factor is racial discrimination. Uh-huh. And therefore, it is illegal based on the 14th Amendment. So that's that's the situation. Right. And uh, th- these two schools are caught up in it, but it, it has it's going to have implications to every college and university if right. something changes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, back in the day, yeah, um, minorities are uh, definitely being overlooked and mistreated. No doubt. And they began to implement laws, affirmative yeah. action, things like that, yeah. to, to make sure that if you're hiring somebody, yep. if you're bringing someone into your university, that yep. you are getting uh, all of the people of America, not just... Right. white folk or people who look like you. That's right. Um, and so they, they made some laws to incentivize uh, fairness, yeah. equity, just like right. trying, to, trying to level the playing field. Yeah. Um, do you think that it had that uh, effect? Yeah, I think that it, it, well, I think there's no question that it did because mm-hmm. uh, back before there was really affirmative action, starting in the 60s and the 70s, um, har- schools like Harvard were almost exclusively white. Uh-huh. Actually, one of the reasons that they started doing that considering race was because uh the white people were concerned about having too many Jews in in Harvard mm-hmm. and other schools like that and so then they started saying okay so no affirmative action we need to bring in all kinds of folks so that it's you know, we're not going to be uh-huh. anyway um and it has been extraordinarily effective um Harvard uh has the racial makeup very similar to the United States actually racial minorities are a little bit overrepresented Compared to the racial makeup of the United States, yeah, and a lot of the schools are that way, right? Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I've heard people say that that affirmative action was not just le- leveling the playing field, but it was actually a form of reparations. Um, yes, that so, it kind of went right. above and beyond to try to elevate uh, people of color. And that's right. Non-majority. Uh, yeah, which honestly, cultural, yeah, which we've talked about reparations before. I think that that's not nearly enough, but that. If if it is reparations, I'm happy about that. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason is be- the reason I'm happy about that is because, yeah, uh, white people um, have been in such dominance mm-hmm. in every sector of society, including education. So who goes to the best schools? It's only white people. The only way to for 
black folks who have been slaves and have been by law considered property yeah. to break into that system is if we regulate it by law, if we mandate uh-huh. it by law. And then once they're in, I, I do think that, okay, once we have a basically fair society, which we're not, we don't have a fair society, but mm-hmm. do we have black people at the highest levels, you know, um, Mexican people and other, you know, Haitian uh, at the highest levels of education? We do. We do at this point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, I guess that's the the... The debate here is whether affirmative right. action and uh, bringing a, a mix of all the races, uh, making sure that you have every race represented, is still needed. Yeah, that's right. That's or ha- exactly or right. now is it, has it done its job and uh, it's time to do individual assessments? Yeah. So I will say I think that it has. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that we should – I hope that the Supreme Court gets – strikes down this affirmative action and says that we can no longer use affirmative action. Mm-hmm. I say that, I, I do think that that's true. I have mm-hmm. a few cap, a few big caveats. One, okay. it, one yeah. is that I'm a little bit concerned, uh, this shouldn't surprise you, uh, based on how we've talked about legal stuff in the past and my own thought of it. I'm a little bit concerned about, um, har- about uh, a private school being mandated by the federal government uh-huh. um, too closely, although race is an important thing, and so I, yeah. I'm okay with that. But I've always I always feel a little weird when we have a private institution and uh-huh. the government coming in and saying, "Here's what you can and cannot." Here's do. how you're going to run your Here's how you business. Go- yeah, your you, you can't you can't just decide for yourself who's going to go mm-hmm. to school here. We're going to tell you how to decide. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes me a little bit. Although I think in this case I'm okay with that, uh-huh. but I'm a little nervous about it. The other thing is though that. Um, this uh, if we no longer consider race uh, as for college admissions, then that's only going to be helpful to us, I think, if we actually do start more with affirmative action based on economic class. That's just what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, if if yeah, if we're going to look at every individual. Yeah. And, and ignore their race altogether yeah. and just look at their, what they have to offer, yeah. Uh, yeah. what their scores are, what their, right. their extracurriculars are, all that kind of information that goes into uh, you know, a, a good candidate. Yes. Um, we still need to look at money because yes, there is still a, a lot of economic disparity, a lot of economic injustice. Yeah. And that is not fixed. That, that field is not level. Not a bit. So um, let's see. I'm trying to look up you know, on my paper here. Harvard students, even though they are racially diverse, are almost exclusively from the wealthiest class. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvard has 15 times as many students coming from families that earn in the top 20% as they do from families in the bottom 20%. Mm-hmm. 15 times. And actually, interestingly enough, uh, UNC Chapel Hill, this is the other um, school in this institution, even though it's not a private institution, it's a state school, mm-hmm. it has the same num- same amount of wealthy people. Actually, there's this, uh, on that figure, they're slightly higher. They have 16 times as many people coming from the top 20% uh, of economics as from the bottom 20%. Um, yeah. I, now, I wonder if, I mean, there are obviously multiple other factors involved there. Sure, you know, sure, like, sure, sure. Um, what, which families are pushing and promoting higher education? Right. What what families are just just trying to survive? Totally. Like they're a single parent. They're, yep. You know, like college may not be on the radar at all. Right. So those are those are things that, that are I hard to not, take into account. Absolutely. I would not expect there to be a completely even distribution among income levels mm-hmm. for especially the top schools because we want, I, I think, good sc- people who are going to take advantage of such wonderful education at either UNC Chapel Hill or Harvard or whatever great school. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to have people who are really going to take advantage of that. And so I wouldn't, and I think you're right, poor, in the poor classes, it's going to be very, but the difference, 15 times uh, or 16 times, yeah. that, that seems like uh, pretty despairing to me. It seems like if you want to go to college. Yeah. And you don't have money. Yeah, um, that's a to me. It's a secondary topic, right? Like, what credentials do you have? What What have you done to to get into college? Yeah, and okay, you can't pay for it. Let's help them pay for it. That's yeah. like a second, right? A second step, right? Um, however, I do think economics and a lack of education um, go hand in hand. Yes. As far as if you're poor, there's just so much 
grinding to be done. There's yeah. just, I mean, it, it's really asking a lot of people. Yes. To and, and psychologically asking a lot. Yeah, that's that right. That you would have the fortitude yep. and the drive and the ambition to make something of yourself right. when everything in your world has told you you won't amount to anything. Right. You, you've been, you've probably been told that. Yeah. By by your caregivers. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's. It's very challenging, yeah. and and people who have never been in the grind, mm-hmm. they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. It's um, they just don't experience it, and they they've had tough times, yep. but they haven't had those kinds of tough times. Right, right. And they they've pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, and they think that all people can do that. Yeah, and uh, and they can, and they can't. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's just more complicated. Um, it is pretty complicated. Um, just Justice uh, Sotomayor, uh, in, in as they were, she was listening to the hearings or whatever, listening to these speeches, talked about how she was uh, when she went to college. She came from a very poor family, mm-hmm. and when she went to college, she was um, she went because of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the grades, she didn't have the uh, what, but she had a drive within her, and so because of affirmative action, she was able to get in. She actually did poorly at the beginning. Because of her, she said, because of her bad schooling and because of, you know, that, that, you know, they're uh, not, you know, they're skipping meals and that kind of stuff as a kid. But then all of a sudden, once she started to get a foundation of education that was really quality education, she shot to the top. And then all of a sudden, she's doing great. And she's saying yeah. it's because of affirmative action. And there right. are lots of kids in the poorer classes yeah. that can do that. That's but not I, all of them, for sure. That's why I really, I think this is a, a complicated court Super case. Super complicated. I, I, I'm not ready to just say, oh, we're our society's at the place where we can ignore race. I just asked myself, does racism still exist? Absolutely it does. Of course it does. Absolutely it does. Of course it does. Does economic disparity still exist? Yeah, absolutely yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, is there a way to continue to promote, um, you know, if people are really getting uh, been out of shape, I guess we could do it by the percentages, right? Yeah. Your I mean, school I is 13% African-American and, you know, 7%. I can't remember the actual percentages of minorities, but... Well, so we've said so. Uh, 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 Supreme Court precedent has said that schools cannot have quota systems for race, mm-hmm. and that's that. Sounded, you were starting to get really close to a quota system, um, and I, I think I'm I'm for that. And maybe we disagree, but to say okay, it's got to be thirteen percent. It's got to be you know. So there, um, that would be a quota. And I yeah, I'm not I'm not there. Yeah, I'm wa- not sure I know the difference. That's one of uh, many factors. So. What, ha- what the way that Harvard does it, I'm not defending the way they do it. Yeah. The way that they do it famously is they give like a there's a point system. And so your race is a particular point, but also your grades and your extracurriculars and uh-huh. your. Uh, it's a sliding scale. And so there's all these things, and race is one of those factors. And so then they add up all the points and like that. They're, okay. it's, they're not saying 13 per- we need 13% uh-huh. blacks. Uh, okay. they're, in fact, that's illegal right now. Yeah. Um, why is that illegal? It's a it's it's a quota system, and that I'm, I'm I'd have to go back and take a look at that. I'm not sure yeah. exactly that that goes back to a long, long time. Right. Uh, just saying, a it's a quota precedent. system doesn't tell me why why that's wrong or that's bad. Well, there, I know that there was a um, a Supreme Court case, uh-huh. boy, in the '70s, maybe I forget. I'm I I should probably shouldn't even should, should have said that. It was a long time ago that said yeah. that it cannot be. I mean, specifically said it cannot be. I would like to know the quotas. rationale, I guess. I, yeah. Because I'm, I'm I feel ignorant on that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're a public institution and you want to represent the population, I, I'm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a tough thing. I know that they're trying to now. Uh, Harvard has gives points to gender as well. And uh-huh. a this is intersectionality, right? Like it, yes, if, totally. If you're female, if you're trans, if you're yep. non-white, then you get more points. You get more. You're more likely to be voted in. I, okay, I can uh, see. not female, male. So there, are, in all schools everywhere, there are more female applicants than male applicants, uh-huh. and so males get uh, higher scores. More, you know, cl- uh-huh. you're more likely to get admitted if you're male than if you're female, mm-hmm. because there are more female mm-hmm. students that are, yeah. Yeah, this is all very interesting. It I is, mean, and and yet, that's legal. A quota is illegal, but that's legal. Well, it's a point system. So well, the point system is not 
Oh, I'm not. Def- Listen, I am not yeah. defending the point system. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so is so. Here's the question: Is diversity in a student body uh, something to be desired? Diversity, mm-hmm. just in general, racial, um, financial background, uh, uh, gender, uh, you know, region of the country, uh, international students. I mean, language. Uh-huh. Are is gen is uh, also um, what you, what uh, major you're going to be studying, right? All yeah. those things is is that uh, something that we want a well-rounded? Do we want diversity among those things in a student body at a university? Is that a good thing? What do you think? Oh gosh, well, okay. If if there is a an injustice preventing that, that's one thing. Okay. I would absolutely agree that we need to work to get rid of the injustices. Okay, fair enough. Um. If women are excelling, and they're going to be the ones who cure cancer and uh-huh, solve uh-huh, all of uh-huh. these problems, right? It seems like if we get, you know, some men in there just for the sake of diversity, I'm not sure that's the answer. Okay, I think I disagree with you on this. Then, well, I'm not. That's not my comprehensive statement. Okay, okay, okay. Because I do believe that diversity is an education in and of itself. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh-huh. The different perspectives, right? The classic liberal education, and I'm not talking about our politics, liberal and conservative politics. Right. Classic liberal education is that you study a, a broad variety of subjects so as to have a well-rounded mind and to be able to see things from different perspectives. And part of that is not just a whole bunch of... Uh, well, you, you read different authors from different perspectives. And so having a student body that has people coming from different perspectives actually super, absolutely helps in education, I yes. really think. Yes. I think that's a, a really good thing. I agree. I just don't know how what kind of point system we're really... Okay, now! Yeah. I mean, let's, let's take something like engineering. Yeah. Or math. Yeah. Just mathematics. Yeah. Um, just doing math... Yes. I don't think requires that kind of uh, education that I need to know. Um, I need to know what, what a man thinks, or I need to know how, a, a you know, an Asian person likes to eat their meals or all that education is, is doesn't help you do math. Right. So I think that's, I think that's really valuable. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Well, I'm obviously, if we learn different techniques of math, from different perspectives, from different right, it, it, but that would be that would be at the higher levels. That wouldn't be in the in university. What kind of math do you think that Harvard is teaching? Well, I'm sure that they've they're not learned... teaching algebra. Well, I'm I'm talking about the fact that they have learned math from uh, other parts of the world. I'm I... assuming that every major institution is aware of all the different oh, ways sure. of doing math. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Sure, sure, sure. So then, when they're training their students to do math, yeah. Um, now, we're, we're, we're relying on the universities to not just turn out math students, but, but well-rounded people. Yes. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that this is wrong. Okay. I'm just not sure that that's what, what the uh, college is for. I know it, it was a big part of my college. Yeah. Probably was a big part of your college, right? Yeah, yeah. Just maturing and growing up and having, having a well-rounded mind. And I think diversity is a big part of that. But I don't. I don't think I need to be in a math class with fifteen, twenty different nations to learn math. Is that making sense? It it does, but I don't think I'm with you here. So you think that you could better learn math if there is a if there are twenty different people from different countries in the same class with you. That's going to help you learn math better. If you're talking about a very specific problem or a very specific, you, you know, um, solving for this uh, system or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. But mm-hmm. we're preparing people for some sort of career, some sort of work in the future, even in math, right? And a diverse, I'm not not just a classroom, but a diverse campus where I'm eating with people who have very different stories, very different backgrounds. If I have a roommate who's very different than me, and I have, and even in the even in a classroom, I can think of someone who's mm-hmm. very different. That's going to train my brain not so much in math, yeah. but it's going to train my brain to think about issues from all different perspectives and to try and take a different perspective. 
And I think that, especially in higher levels of math and, and applied math, mm-hmm. being able to take a different perspective and to say, here's a problem I can't figure out. If I have a brain that allows me to look at the problem from a different perspective, yeah. I think that is massively helpful even for math. I agree, because you're talking about like theoretical math and, and the cutting edge of math. But if it's just like plug and chug, uh, this is, these are the equations that we know. We know that this, is, this works. You need to learn this equation. Yeah. I don't think that me being in a study room with 20 different nations helps me learn that equation. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. It, 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 you're talking about a. In other words, let me. Okay. You let went me get to, to James the... Madison, and I get that it's all trained monkeys going to James Madison. Uh-huh, and you're just uh-huh. like having to memorize things and regurgitate. I get that you went to a terrible school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just ragging on you. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, what I would like to see for our higher education mm-hmm. is. Not just so I want people to specialize in in math or science or literature or philosophy or whatever business, uh, but I also want them to be able to really do well in the world and for them to be right. be able to think about all those specific things. I want them to have that, but I want them to to be well versed and be able to have plastic minds where they can grow continue to grow and change i absolutely agree with that okay i do think that that um our culture has failed at that i think the church has failed at that okay uh-huh. i think that parenting sure. has failed at that sure um and i don't think that it's the entirely the responsibility of higher education to produce that I think that that uh, p- people today are relying on the school system to parent their children, and that does not work. Sure, parents must parent their kids if yeah. they want them to understand diversity. They need to teach that to them. They yeah. need to embody it in their lives. Okay. Okay. So, okay now hold on. I'm not all done. All right. All right. So when it comes to higher education, all yeah. I'm saying is that let's just let's just suppose yeah. that Germans, for whatever reason are the best engineers. I don't believe that. Okay. I'm not, I'm just, but let's just suppose that that's yeah. the case. Fair enough. Okay. And uh, my question is, is it better for them, to, to, for us to have more high quality engineers coming out of Harvard or to have a, a lower subset of engineers that uh, have a greater respect for diversity? And, and my question is, who, who makes that decision? So, so the, your question then is, what does it mean to be a good engineer? What, what, by what scale are you using a good engineer versus mm-hmm. a bad engineer? And I, I would suggest that a good engineer is going to have good output, being able to solve issues in the world, mm-hmm. real-world issues, whether that's a computer engineer or a structural engineer or a chemical engineer or whatever, all these different kinds of engineers, right? They're going to be able to go out into the real world and apply what they know to real-world problems. And I'll suggest that the good ones are effective at whatever problem they come into. And I think that requires an ability to have a plastic mind and see things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so if you're only in a classroom, if you only are not just classrooms, if you are in a, in a bubble your entire life where you are not required, all you're required to do is to regurgitate formulas, you're not, no matter how brilliant you are at regurgitating formulas, you're not going to be a great engineer. And you're, I'm with you that it's students, um, uh, families, and churches have relied on the school system to parent and to raise the children and to instill ethics, and that's terrible. Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, though, that... No, it, I'm, yeah. it, I mean, it's still good to have right. diversity Absolutely. in Absolutely. education. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just I'm just poking around here. You know, I'm trying I'll tell you, to, I'll tell you a place where universities, to tease this out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so universities have really gone after diversity in lots of ways. Here's a place where, uh, and I think I've done a really good job, and I'm very glad about that. One way I've mentioned that they have not gone after, especially the elite schools, is the um, socioeconomic. Because I'll tell you what. It makes a big difference in a classroom when you're talking about, think about a sociology classroom where you have uh, the entire classroom is the elite wealthy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then you have one person in that classroom from the poor, and they're trying to talk about poverty in America. I'll tell you what, that one poor person, even though they may not have the best high school grades, I bet they've got a lot more to contribute to that discussion than anybody else in the room. Right. Okay, so I wish that they had gone after more diversity, uh, out, and that's what I'm hoping for. The other place where our universities have not gone after diversity, I wish they would have, I wish they would, uh, but they have refused to acknowledge the problem here, and that is the if you look at the faculty um, and then the student body, student body not quite as much, it is overwhelmingly political liberals, overwhelmingly right. political liberals, right. and they're not even trying, right. I don't think, to bring in it's been completely conservatives. unbalanced for a long time. Very right? unbalanced, yeah. and so um, that's why I think we have a lot of... Uh, conservative Republicans that are very anti-education and mm-hmm. very anti-experts. You know, when yeah. an expert comes in and here's the science, it's because all these science scientists are liberals because right. all their professors were liberals and all their and then when they go to school, everybody's a liberal. Right. That's I think that's awful. I'm not against li- you know right. I, I'm not for conservatives, but we need to have balance in Absolutely. our. Uh, in our yeah. way of thinking, and they, those are two places where they have not pursued diversity. Yeah. And I wish they would. So let me ask you this: yeah. um, If we're going to have uh, that kind of uh, diversity in higher education, what about like um, professional sports? Should we apply the same principles to professional sports? Yeah, I'll say, I no, I don't think so. And I mean, why not? Um, if we apply it to professional sports, I think we should apply it to all businesses. Uh-huh. And I, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't why think not? that's a good idea. Um, because what's unique, so, the, so I think what your question is, why is education unique? Education is unique because we are um, molding people's brains and their minds and training them to go into the future and, and equipping them to do that, mm-hmm. uh, to do whatever it is that they're doing in the future. Yeah, and so um, if they're going to be a football player in the future, uh-huh. um, <laughs> okay, so let's put that let's yeah. put that issue in the hopper because yeah, there's the whole issue of sh- you know uh uh basketball and football especially baseball to some degree as well where you have these athletes that are going to colleges not really getting paid although that's changing uh and they have no interest in an education whatsoever mm-hmm. and they're just going to go on and so I there's a lot to that. We should talk mm-hmm. about that at some point, but that's prob- that, that yeah. feels to me like a different topic. Well, I'm still I'm still prodding around here. All okay? right, come so on. If, come on. If if higher education, yeah, if if a bunch of engineers are going to be better engineers because they've met all these different people in their engineering classes, and on um, campus in general, they need to have they need to have friends with art. An engineer needs to date an art student. Yeah, well, I mean, that, whatever. Yes, it's engineers. Not just a, let me tell you what engineers do at school. Tell me, they they study. I know. That's all they do. I know. Okay, so they're they're studying engineering, and they're with other engineering students. Okay, for the most part, yeah. All right. So when they get into a business, you you'd have to apply the same principle that you you told me that the business would be better if it had a different elasticity of thinking and different. And some businesses are doing that. There are a uh-huh. lot of law firms that have that are very specifically. I know lots of companies that are very, very, especially in their executive levels, mm-hmm. and then just hiring practices in general. A lot of businesses. So, work. so you think that they're better businesses if they have diversity? Uh, all things being equal, I think that it is helpful to most people, to most businesses. Uh-huh. So you can probably think of some examples that it. May so not then, be, should we require that of businesses? I don't think so. Uh huh, but we should require it of a private institution. Oh no, I don't think so. Uh huh. Well, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm nervous about. Uh, hmm. What? I think I'm with you when there is an injustice. Yeah. And so the school is what. The school is purposely keeping black people out because they don't like black people. That's wrong. That needs to be changed by the federal government, whoever. And if it was women or if it was whatever, all these different groups. Um, uh, By the way, we haven't talked about religion in this. Is diversity of religion a helpful thing Uh for people? Yes, it is. Anyway, uh, it's good to know folks who are Muslim 
and realize they're not all terrorists, uh-huh. right? Uh, we had an episode recently where uh, Erica was talking about how that's the stereotype. Right. And it's not true, but if you've never met a Muslim, then you might think that. And yeah. that's, it's good to learn that. Anyway, we haven't talked about that at all. But, uh, okay, so let's take the issue of black people because that is uh, historically, historically yeah. true and egregious and clear. Yeah. Okay, so... So black people aren't allowed to get into schools, into Harvard or to Yale, even mm-hmm. someone who's like brilliantly smart, and that disallows them then to get into the the uh, the workforce mm-hmm. that 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 they want to get into, and that society would really benefit from them getting into. And and all of their um, family and its upward mobility is then stunted and reduced to. So there's that. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. So that's that. The, there's the family piece of it, but. If we do allow, and when we have yeah. allowed lots and lots and lots and lots of black people now into getting higher education, uh-huh. uh, a law firm, so let's think about lawyers, or engi- yeah. you were talking about engineers, an engineering firm yeah. says, here's a brilliant engineer, black engineer coming from Harvard, mm-hmm. uh, do they have the right to say, we don't want that person, and we're not going to say why? They do. Someone else is going to snatch up that person if they're brilliant and get and it's and, and all of a reap sudden the benefits and of it. reap right. the benefits of it. So right. there's natural motivation there. But if the if a person is brilliant but doesn't have the education, then we say, you know, if you have the education, you probably would make a great engineer. But since you don't, you can't work here because seriously, you are you, you're not qualified and you don't know what you're doing. Right. And so that's why that's a difference between uh, most jobs and mm-hmm. and education. I think. To push back, okay, I, I, we on. might be getting lost in the weeds here, but maybe. Um, so when a, oh, we, we, lost, yeah, we got lost a yeah. while back. It's okay. Uh, people turned this off hours yeah, ago. No one's um, listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a business, there was in history businesses that would turn away brilliant, educated black people because yep. they didn't want them around. Yep. Um, and the government should say no. I agree. That doesn't work. And so I agree with fr- affirmative action. Is it time for it to be over? I'm not sure. I mean, that, that's yep, fair enough. We'll, we'll get back to that at, at some point. Yep. Right. Uh, I'm not sure that it's it should be over or not. But uh, are we at the place where we can say um, that that brilliant engineer uh, African-American student is going to get picked up by another company? Because in the past we would say probably not. Yeah. So now we're saying, well, they probably will. And I think mm-hmm. they would. I think but so. that's largely a part of affirmative action's legacy, right? Correct. Correct. Right. And yes. so, uh, yes, it's not just uh, getting them in. It's, it's, uh, it needs to be applied to businesses as well. Right. Or, or, or neither. Right. Well, I, I am for low regulation. If we don't need to, if we don't need regulation, let's get rid of it. Uh-huh. And if, if that super well-educated black engineer is going to find a job, you know, right. um, uh, then I'm not sure that we need to regulate. If they're going to have a job and do really good work and right. society's going to benefit, their family's going to benefit, they're going to find joy and fulfillment in doing what God has created him or her to do. That's great. Uh, and if that's, you know, 99% of the time, you know, I, I'm uh-huh. not, I don't know what... Uh, I wonder if it is. And that, okay, yeah. fair enough. I think it is, but I haven't seen any numbers I, on it. And I'm sure that it would it would vary from industry to industry. Yeah, you know, so engineering is one thing, but you know, what what about some other industry? Sure. And but, there's all sorts of barriers. I know that um, the so if you look at race and gender, um, black men are the least likely by far to be physicians. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I have heard. Uh, it's very that is a very complicated issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let me let me complicate it further because okay. let me go back to ath- athletics. Yeah. Um, uh, Asian and Mexican men are the least likely to be football players. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that discrimination? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because when it comes to professional sports, they take the best athletes. Yeah. They take whoever can do the job the best. Right. They're motivated to that. Yes. But we don't do that in business when it comes to, uh, you know, affirmative action. That's the, that's the downside of affirmative action. This is where conservatives and, and possibly um, racists have complained about affirmative action is that if they, if they were more qualified, 
right? They yeah. could do the job better, but they still didn't get it because affirmative action became more of a reparation than a leveling of the playing field. I'm not speaking against that, though. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying, let's be consistent, though. Do we need do we need diversity on on you know the the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, aren't we discriminating against Mexicans? Well, if we have a well, um, are uh, where, where are the Mexicans that can do the job well? Well, I mean, I guess I could say that they're not being trained. I don't know. I mean, we can make these arguments, right? I mean, and the question is, do they want? So that's part of it. Is do they want to be? This also touches on. Um, I mean, do they want to play that? I'm sure the people want to play professional football. The, I'll bet you anything. There are far more <laughs> black and white Americans who want to play professional football as there are what? Mexican. The, the numbers Americans. don't really matter. If there's anyone out there who wants to play, and they, and, you know, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'll be curious to know uh-huh. the numbers. This touches on though also. The on another issue that has been uh-huh. percolating in the hopper is starting to. <laughs> yeah. We need to get it's this out. To out. It's starting to bubble out, and that is the gender pay gap uh-huh. between men and women. But let's set that aside. Yeah, because definitely, that's, definitely. That's def- that's, there, we got yeah. some issues there. Um, okay. Um, am I making sense? By the way, am I? Am I? Am I? I are we, is this provocative to you at all? Am, it is, and I see a strong difference, and I'm not sure quite how to articulate it. Right. I th- it's something about preparation. Uh huh. It's preparation for the jobs. So, and by the way, I'm not making any any like statements of this is what I believe or something. I know, I'm just you're, trying you're just to ask yeah. questions. Um, but you know, uh, I have regularly felt discriminated against for my size mm-hmm. when I'm on an airplane, sure, or a bus, or any other public transport, or I walk in a doorway and there's some light hanging in the hallway and it bangs me right in the head mm-hmm. and cuts my head. And uh, I'm like, I'm I'm only six three. It's yeah. not like I'm eight foot tall, right? Right, w- which some people are. Yeah. Um, and so why is it that everything is set for someone who's five eight or five six? Right. Right. The whole world is set for that size, right? And um, and that's not right. It's not right. Okay, so th- think about this in terms of basketball. You want to play professional basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you are dynamite mm-hmm. at below six feet. You can forget about playing oh, six professional. Feet is like, yeah, that's short. That's right? super short. So it's not just who can play, who's got the moves, who can mm-hmm. who can utilize their body and you know can shoot the ball and can mm-hmm. th- can play the game and think and play and and, and mm-hmm. make good decisions. Mm-hmm. It's it's how big you are genetically. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Isn't that discrimination? Yes. Well, just you know, uh, do we need six foot under basketball leagues to make it fair? I mean, and then and then what and. How many divisions do we have? Is it under five foot, under four foot? You know, like, and should they all be paid the same? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a different issue as well, right? The the gender uh, pay gap for sports, right? For professional uh-huh. sports, and um, we're we're way off into the weeds. But let's bring yeah. that. Let's let's put that. I, I know in the I'm, I'm speaking hyperbole, but I'm trying to just like make sure we're thinking about this from all sides. Um, how do you how do you navigate? It's very complicated. Uh, yeah, a whole a whole economic yeah. ecosystem of jobs and and some people are just better suited for certain positions than others. No question. Um, no question. I my genetics. I, I am not good for roofing houses. Yeah, I've done roofing. Yeah, it, it's it does not work with me. It, it hurts totally. I, yeah. I get you. There oh, are yeah. some guys who can who can just roof all day. Sure. Sure, right? sure, sure. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And so it's it. I think when we have a historical problem like we did, yeah, and we're talking about injustice, yeah, the government has to step in and do something, and they have. Yeah, is it time for it to be over? I don't know the answer to that. Okay, let me let me uh, uh, complicate this a little bit oh, more. Oh, or, great! No, 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 not, <laughs> no, not the, complicate. The three people left who are listening are going. Oh. No, I'm going to give you one more. <laughs> inter- it's not that. I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's not more complicated, but it's an, another interesting thing. Yeah. Um, Americans are really, really divided on this issue. Each person in themselves. So let me give you uh, what I mean. If you ask general, generally, all sorts of Americans, uh-huh. this question. Should a person's race have any effect on their ability to get into college? Americans overwhelmingly say no. Right. But if you ask that if you ask those same people this question, 
Should colleges work hard to make sure that the student body of a college is racially diverse? Student, uh, Americans overwhelmingly say yes. yes. The thing is, those... Yeah, how do you do that? It, they're the exact same thing. Right. They are the exact same thing. And you can't have both. You can't say race should not have anything to do with your with, with college admissions, with whether you get into college or not. And at the same time, college what it is is my race should have nothing to do with me getting that's, you know, white mm-hmm. people especially. Mm-hmm. My race should not get it, but when I get in there, I'm hoping that it's racially diverse. Mhm. And so I've heard a lot of uh, white people say, you know, uh, I was not, uh, let's see, I was more qualified to get in, but then this black, this uh, Hispanic, this whatever, got in instead of me. Uh, And then I've also heard folks that say, I love the diversity. Right. And you can't have, you can't have both. Yeah. Well, plus, I'll just go back to the historical problem. Yeah. Um, There has to be something done. Yeah. To equal the playing field, yep. to level it somehow. I, right. I mean, it, it'll never be level. I guess that's is the right. problem. Uh, how do how do we? What kind of metrics do you use? How do yep. you evaluate this? What what criteria do you set up? I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing that we haven't mentioned yet that is really relevant here, and we got to wrap this up because this is going on for a long time. <laughs> it's a good discussion though. Uh, we have not yet begun to talk about these elite schools and the legacy students. If your parent, one of your parents, right. graduated from this school and you are anywhere close to qualifying for the school, you're going to get in. Yeah. And that uh, eats up an enormous number of slots. Yeah. An enormous number of slots. And how many of the people from that are legacy students to Harvard or Yale or Princeton or Dartmouth or right. wherever um, are in the elite classes uh, yeah, it's a lot of them. Right. And if we were to open that up, anyway, I just, uh, yeah. where's the diversity, right? That's, right. yeah. I think I, I feel the same sentiment that of those two questions of Americans, mm-hmm. right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm asking about professional sports because I, I really do believe that a football team should be made up of the best football players. I agree. And I don't know anything, uh, if their size helps them then it helps them i don't know what else to say about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and and you know the size for a running back is typically smaller because it helps them turn and move mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh and I, I i tend to think that way about people entering college uh you whoever has the best marks whoever has the 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 most extracurriculars and the you know and and we need this position in this school you know we need we need more math students over here and this person's a math student. i mean I, all those factors i think can all kind of come together but then there has been and there still is racial and economic disparity Mm -hmm. and injustice Mm -hmm. and that has to be taken into account and i do want diversity i think that is a big part of education Mm -hmm. and so i don't know how to reconcile it yeah yeah i hear what you're saying yeah i mean both of those it seems like i think it's overly it is our Overly individualistic Americanism, or American individualism, that uh, wants us to say, "I'm going to earn my spot by myself and my effort and my my thought and my work and my you know it's it's you know when you take your kids out to um, get candy on Halloween, mm-hmm. you know they come back, I earned this Halloween candy. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't, kid. Uh, I bought your, uh, you know, the parent says, I bought your costume. I helped you do it. I helped. I drove you around. I got the thing. Like, yeah. No, you did not earn this. I, you you know, little kids, you can. So kids coming into college, I earned this spot in this college. Like, no, you didn't. It was our society. We need, Americans need to move more toward Mm -hmm. uh, a a collective idea and uh, we we, I think diversity there is really, really yeah. good. And sorry, it, you know, it's the, we want folks at Harvard, at UNC Chapel Hill, at all the great schools um, who are well qualified. The thing is there are many, 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 many more people who are qualified yeah. than the positions that are there. 
You know, this is why I made my kids pay a tax when we went trick-or-treating. Yeah, right. There and was, were they happy about it? No. No. But there was the Kit Kat tax uh-huh. and the Twix tax. Okay. And they're like, hey, why should we give you this candy? Right. And I was the same thing you said. Well, where's my bag of candy? Uh-huh. Was I walking around with you all night? Yeah. <laughs> was I holding the flashlight? Was I driving you here and there? You know, right. Yeah. You got to pay a tax. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who so, paid for these clothes? Who paid for I'm your dinner tonight? I'm just preparing them for society, Willie. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> Absolutely. But it's but to, for a student to say, to going into college, look at my grades. My grades are higher than that person who got in. Therefore, mm-hmm. I deserve to get in. I think it's the exact same thing as someone who says, uh, as a little kid who says, this is my candy. I earned it. To a degree, yeah. I mean, there's so many other factors involved than it's just the grades. It's much more complex. No I doubt. Know. I get that. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion. It's uh, not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Well, um, almost certainly the Supreme Court is going to rule this summer, summer 2023, uh, that colleges can no longer consider race. They've, they, they've basically, you know, the, the justices have been pretty clear. They haven't made the decision yet, uh-huh. but they've been pretty clear that's almost certainly what's going to happen. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll see where where our society goes from there. Yep. Well, thanks for bringing this up. Sure enough. Hope I didn't wreck it. <laughs> you always do. So, so you're just used to it. <laughs> hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes that are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories that we don't really want out there in the public. It's like, I don't know, the Hopper podcast after dark. Oh, yeah. Like the time we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. You've said too much already. <laughs> okay, it's easy. Just touch or swipe the cover art on the Hopper podcast on your podcasting app, and you'll find show notes. Follow the link there and sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, $5, $10, $20. At any level, you'll get immediate access to all our bonus episodes. We'll send you a special link to a new private podcast feed, and you'll get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. You know who you are? Thank you so much. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. Uh, Dave, have you ever heard of Brown Friday? Uh, No, I've heard of Black Friday, of course. Well, Black Friday, as it turns out, Black Friday, Brown Friday are the same day from different perspectives. Okay. Yeah. So this is the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I think Black Friday was called Black Friday because that's when, that's the day that so many businesses like get into the black for the year. Yeah. And then everything, instead of red being a debt, black right. being uh, that On you have ledgers. a profit. Yep. And then everything after that is the, is the profit for the year. I remember being a kid, and after yeah. Thanksgiving on yeah. Friday, there was nothing yeah. to do but go shopping. Right. And we did that. You know, Christmas is next, right? So yeah, everyone started sure. shopping. You start shopping buying Christmas, Christmas. And everyone yeah. started doing that, and the store started making tons of money. Then they made it a thing. Yeah. So that's you know. Black Friday. Yeah. Well, that day is also called, by some people, Brown Friday. Okay. It's called Brown Friday by plumbers. <laughs> and this apparently, I just uh-huh. learned about this. Okay. This is like a really big deal because- Thanksgiving Day, that Thanksgiving, yeah. people make more food and I'm, consume more I'm food with you. than any yeah. other day of the year. I'm aware Super of Bowl the biological processes of the body. S- Super Bowl is next, but the uh-huh. biggest consumption day of the year is Thanksgiving in the United States. Yeah. And so what happened is not just the biological processes right. that are inevitable. Sure. But also, that's the day when people are making foods that they don't normally make, and they are putting down the sink all kinds of grease uh-huh. and leftovers. leftovers and, mm-hmm. and so Brown Friday, uh, apparently there is it's a- It's the busiest day in plumbing, Busiest huh? <laughs> day of the year in plumbing by far. Okay, Brown Friday. Brown Friday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's nasty. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when I was uh, a kid, I remember being at uh, a relative's house for Thanksgiving. Okay. Lots of people around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A uh, big group of people. Yeah. And they had a septic system. Yeah. And as a as a young boy, I remember my mom telling me, uh, hey, you can't play in the backyard now. Uh-huh. And I was like, why? And they said, because uh, the septic overflowed. And I said, I don't, what does that mean? What does that mean? And she said, everyone's poo is out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so confused. 
You know, I was like, because in my little brain, you flush the poo down the toilet. Why right. is it in the yard? And then it's gone. Yeah, it's just gone. It's immediately gone. Yeah. Right. So she's like, everyone's. Poo. I was like, wait, wait, whose poo is in the yard? Whose poo? Yeah. And she's like, everybody's. Yeah. And of course, I hadn't. I hadn't gone poo, so uh-huh. I didn't know why my poo was in the yard. Yeah, your poo can't be that, in the yard. That doesn't make sense to me. Why is my poop in the yard? Yeah, right, um, right, right. And so I was like, what do you mean everyone's poo's in the yard? It was it was just like a, you know, a, a debacle of well, lack of like understanding. Well, it's the movie Meet the Parents, where they yeah. the, the septic overflows. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, of course, awful, and and uh, it took me a long time to understand why everyone's poo is in the yard. But, <laughs> um, brown... Friday. Brown Friday, yeah. yeah. There was one Thanksgiving when I was a kid. I was probably middle school or so, junior high, we called it at the time. And we had some uh, family members that came over unexpectedly, just showed up on Thanksgiving Day. Surprise! We're here uh-huh. uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, so uh, they had some kids, my cousins, and they had to sleep, two of them had to sleep in my room one on one side of my bed on the floor, the other on the other side of the bed on the floor. Uh-huh. We So I went to sleep. I had eaten way, way, way too much, uh-huh. really rich food all yep. day long. Yep. You know, I was a young teenage boy. It was Thanksgiving it Day. It was Thanksgiving Day. And things didn't set well. I, I was, But I went to sleep. I was able to get to sleep. Had my two cousins that I barely knew on either side of me. That's kind of awkward. All of a sudden... I bolt upright in the middle of the night, thinking, "Okay, I'm about to puke. Uh-huh. I'm a, it's about to come right. out." I didn't have anything to do. I leaned over the side of the bed and just, <laughs> just yeah. uh, unloaded on some poor little schmuck. It was Sophie's choice, though. Which one did you pick? I don't remember. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, <laughs> they didn't they didn't like coming over to our house. And yeah. I understand why, <laughs> but there was nothing I could do. Yeah, you know. Thanksgiving sometimes has negative effects, <laughs> and uh, Brown Friday sounds like a, a pretty big consequence to, to a day of, of gluttony where we're supposed <laughs> to be giving thanks, but uh, it's like Christmas, right? The, the, well, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus by materialism. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's let's right. celebrate love by engorging ourselves with candy and... Oh my goodness! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it's good, I guess, for retailers and That's good right. if you're a plumber. <laughs> it's the busiest day of the busiest year. Busiest day of the year. Oh no, Thanksgiving's coming. <laughs> Go easy on the corn, people. Go easy on the corn. <laughs> listening to the hopper podcast you made it to the end of this week's episode congratulations you win a bucket of kitty litter yeah to claim your prize write to us at the hopper podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287 join us next time when we will discuss real museums that should not exist there are a lot of those there sure are be sure to like subscribe follow and join our facebook group for more hopper goodness the hopper podcast is sponsored this week by deodorant wizard it's magically odorific